0: Mm, 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 mm. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Declaration Podcast. My name is Ty DeClair, and I'm so, 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 so grateful for you tuning in today. Yes, welcome back in to episode number 81. Let me just double check that because I'm never that good at math, even though I did I did do math 12 for what it's worth, uh, but I was never really good at math. Yes, episode number 81. Welcome back in. First, I'd like to thank Patreon over in the squad. We have Liam Nolan at Liam Nolan, Matt Naif at Matt Naif, and Boyan Antonoff at Boyan V. Antonoff. Thank you guys so much. Over in the Angels. Angels. We have Chris Pierce at Chris Pierce103. Pick up some litter today. Give the world a hug. I'd Also like to thank Mason Tim at the Bearded Bear95. If you want to support the show, head on over to patreon.com slash the declaration online. We'll be happy to have you over there. Support the show any way you can. For the mental health check this week. It's been an up and down week for myself, Um, you know, trying to find some balance, uh, you know, trying to not always be go, 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 not always, you know, the opposite of go, go, go is doing absolutely nothing. Finding that healthy medium, you know, happy medium. Yeah. finding that happy medium between foot on the gas pedal and foot on the brakes. You know, when I'm at work, it can feel almost anxious trying to keep up with the work and, and trying to do the best I can. And then when I get home, it's like, just shut down everything, turn everything off, except for Netflix, and just ride out the day. I think we talked about it on the podcast today, actually, is finding that balance and, you know, finding out how to relax, finding different outlets that allow you to to decompress, to, to take the foot off the pedal and just let it coast for a bit. I, I think... You know, adding in more things like intramural sports, like friends, like family, like these kind of things, filling that time with, you know, the things that are actually important and and concentrating on those in that time off. I think that's going to be my focus moving forward. I I continue to do the journal. I continue to try and add meditation in. I'm still doing pushups. I'm in a good place, but there's always room to grow and there's always going to be ups and downs, even in the good times. So I'm just going to take that, you know, as it comes. And, and hope for the best. This week on the show, oh my goodness. We have Joshua Briscoe at JB Briscoe. The man who I have probably spent the most time listening in audio form uh, in my podcast. Listening. Not a career. Um, <laughs> hobby? I don't know what <laughs> the word is here. Yeah. Josh, uh, he is a... One of the best. I'll give him that. He's one of the best sports radio personalities uh, in the Kansas City area. He covers the Chiefs, uh, but he he just has a wonderful, wonderful view on life. Uh, On the show today, we talk about, you know, his career, basically, uh, you know, in radio, podcasting, all that. We talk about his improv background. We talk about the Chiefs. We talk about Tyreek Hill. We talk about controlling things you can't control. And we talk about is a pizza pop a Canadian empanada. There's so many things we go over here. And I know I enjoyed the show. I hope you enjoy the show. Just uh, tune in for this one. It's going to be a bit of a longer one, but every single minute of this is gold. So without any further adieu, let's get started. Support the show. Subscribe. Like it wherever you see it. All that good stuff. You know, give your boy a shout-out if you have a friend who might like this show, or, you know, you just want to give the boy a shout-out for no reason, I'll take it. I do appreciate everyone who listens. I hope you have a great week. Know you're loved. Know you're someone's everything. And uh, let's just go have a great week. You know? Let's go kill our goals. Let's stick to our word. Let's have a good one. Please welcome Joshua Abrisco. I am joined by the fourth best sports radio personality in Kansas City, Joshua Briscoe. It's been a long time coming. How you doing, man?
1: I'm good. I just I will add, according to one guy's defunct blog, it doesn't even exist anymore. But I was number four, baby, and that's that's there's a lot of names on that list. I wear that as a badge of honor.
0: Hey, don't sell yourself short. You're number four in my heart, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, I think we did an update an updated blog because you know a lot has changed. you know, mainly the chiefs are Super Bowl champions, yeah. so that's you know that's something
1: yeah that that didn't hurt anybody's ratings. I don't imagine. and <laughs> uh yeah, I don't know. am I still number four? Did I go up? did I go down? i um I have no idea again, the only the only person that can determine that factually at this point is uh, one guy whose blog doesn't exist anymore. So if he wants to bring it back for another round then we can uh, update it once and for all.
0: I feel like there's an opportunity for a burner account to make a whole new (laughs) ranking with, you know, you just taking that top spot. But then, I mean, we'll be really, like, I don't think we will think that that was not you if you're number one. So, you know, maybe aim for that two, three range and, and, you know, it will be believable. But I I think you have the potential, Josh. I really do.
1: Thank you. Yeah, no, (laughs) I, uh, there have been so many, like, fake me accounts and stuff like that that have popped up. And then some, like I've figured out, it's been like, hey, I I know who's doing this. It's not, this isn't as funny anymore. There are a couple that are still mysteries. um, And none of them, none of them have, have put me at number one. You know, I think that's important. <laughs> I think it's everyone's just like, all right, yeah, Seren, and then we can figure it out after that. Like, he can be one, because <laughs> no one's going to believe it if, if Josh is first, and then we'll just figure it out uh, down the line from there. I think that's, again, I think that's probably... Uh, like you said, I think that's probably going to be the most realistic for everybody.
0: Well, we'll work on it. So, Josh, um, you know, I, I I know of you. Uh, I've yeah. known of you for a long time, but I'm sure yeah. not a lot of people who listen to the show know about you unless you bring me that like J.B. Briscoe following to the show, which I'm, I'm oh, yeah, across. that's that's happening. <laughs> yeah. So can you just explain to the people, I guess, who you are? Yeah. Uh, that's maybe a very big question to start off, but <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I, I'm here for it.
1: I was born in 1994 in Wichita, Kansas. <laughs> Who I am is really a deep question. Um, what I do, I could definitely tell you that. I uh, uh-huh. I host almost entirely sports, a uh, sports talk radio show here in Kansas City. Um, weeknights on Sports Radio 810. And then also, like, also I'm talking on weekends for the most part somewhere. Chiefs postgame show during this year it was a lot of fun hosting that. Um, I also now do the Times Ours podcast on The Athletic. Wrote for them during the football season. Um, you can go back farther and farther. I started a Chiefs podcast and early in college, then ended mm-hmm. up working on my college newspaper, and then ultimately ended up editing that and everything. So I'm uh I'm I'm media everything at some point in life, I think. Um done some TV here and there, so I've covered that base. And uh most most of the like specific sports stuff obviously is is Chiefs first for me. But you know, we're talking about everything around here. Um and uh obviously the name of the show is sort of my general inclination for what I what I like to do within it and so we we talk a lot of chiefs and a lot of sports but the the almost portion of almost entirely sports is also um really important to me and something that I enjoy a lot so um that's that's sort of the gist of of what I do I guess who I am is going to take much longer <laughs>
0: yeah I feel like t- like saying that you talk about everything is almost selling it short <laughs> like I think the first yeah. episode of almost entirely sports started off with Jerry Jones's uh like cocktail napkins or, or something like did. yeah that was uh that was a great way to start the show like that yeah. that just put it you know what you're getting from the start and yeah. I did appreciate that <laughs> but yeah I've been listening to Josh since yeah he was in his dorm room uh, <laughs> I'd like to say I'm an early adopter uh, yeah, you know for sure. Get those stocks in early. Um, you know, you're the reason I know what Patreon is. So thank oh, you for yeah. that. I
1: for, man, dude, I forgot that I had a Patreon. I mean, yeah. you uh, you helped pay for the microphone that I'm now using to guest on your podcast. Look at that full Look circle. At
0: that. And I absolutely copied you and got the exact same microphone. So good. I mean it's a great value. Yeah, exactly. It really is. Not a sponsor. Um <laughs> well, hopefully. I mean, bring me that, uh, that Yeah, yeah, that Yeti money. Um yeah. So, yeah, I guess kind of going from, you know, being in your dorm room, recording, talking about the Chiefs, having a co-host as well, yeah. and then going solo. And then I guess, yeah, leveraging your way all the way into the athletic. What was that journey like?
1: Um, It was it was interesting because so like we we started that show doing it. Um, doing it in what was the campus radio station at Mid-American Nazarene University in Olathe. Now everyone can Google that or not. It's okay. You can skip over it. Um, It was the campus radio station there where me and my friend Ryan started, started the show and, um, we all started doing a KU show, and then eventually the radio station just like folded because and it became more newspaper and then eventually the newspaper died as well. It's all everything I touch turns to nothing, I guess I don't know.'m I'm, I'm the <laughs> Thanos of of MNU related media. but um just a snap of the finger and it's poof gone. Um, so the university still exists for now, but like, check your watch. Yeah. So, so we're doing that. And then it was, it wasn't even as good as my dorm room. I commuted from home. It was, it was my parents' basement, like, like legitimately eventually it, it pivoted to that. And the, the interesting thing throughout that whole path for me was just like that that first jump like whenever we started roughing the kicker it was like an NFL show that was also like half Chiefs and we went through all of these iterations of like well what if it was not Chiefs at all or what if it was all Chiefs? can it be all Chiefs? and then it got to the point during like the summer where I was still trying to do it on a weekly basis and you know some of the some of the shows were about like the most minute possible topics which ended up being very helpful for what mm-hmm. I'm doing now because because uh, June happens. <laughs> <laughs> June, June happens, and you're you're opposite a a Royals game on the other station, and so you've got to talk about uh, you know sixth round draft picks. Yeah, but yep. um, that so that whole process was interesting because once I haven't even I didn't even mention when you are asking what I do I didn't even say like you can follow me on Twitter at JB Briscoe because please wow. do.
0: Please do stop. Stop the presses! It took seven minutes for you to plug yeah. your Twitter handle. That's a that's, that's a record.
1: Stunning. I'm thinking about legally changing my name so I can do it on every introduction ever. <gasps> do you have um, a custom
0: license plate that says at TB Briscoe?
1: You know what? Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. I don't. Uh, but like I that can't. I thought about the Twitter thing because and because people ask all the time now about like starting podcasts and everything. The hardest thing is is like that first like that first chunk of audience mm. because now listen I am in retrospect uh incredibly grateful that not a lot of people heard the first several <laughs> iterations of roughing the kicker um and frankly like even you know the first few rounds of almost entirely sports I, I bet I, I enjoy less in retrospect than than more recent ones lots of things have changed in in small degrees or whatever but um that that Sort of jump and figuring out where to where to find people to listen to it was was hard because you can only do a podcast for no one for so long. you, mm-hmm. you that that two way communication, you know, between you and an audience that you can just see is there, even if it's just in metrics or whatever, is really encouraging. Mm-hmm. so yeah, so um I did that. and then eventually uh we we got the show to be posted on Arrowhead Addict, which is still a. Big Chiefs fan site, um, and and then that sort of got the ball rolling a little bit. Also gave me a reason to talk about Zach Fulton the year after he was drafted. Which, by the way, I was right on. I, I was right oh, yeah. on Zach Fulton. I'm like everyone to know. I crushed that. Um, mm-hmm. my analysis wasn't super deep. You know, it was like, oh, he played at Tennessee. It seems like he's probably good. Um, so yeah, we uh, I I did all of that, and then ever since then, it's just sort of been a a, a growing and evolving as much as possible, and. Um, and then, you know, it's having Seth Kaiser on on a regular basis and then the athletic wanting to start uh, a podcast and being good friends with Seth and Nate and then getting in with them. And then that shows going for a while I'm looking for somebody else to write a little bit. And I'm like, hi, I can do that also. <laughs> it, it's it's been like a relatively linear path, but it's also been like, I don't want to say it's been random, but it, it has been odd i imagine Mm -hmm. which i think is also probably the case for most people in media where it's just like well you know who do you know and what nice things will they say about you like that has been a huge huge thing for me
0: yeah and i mean that's that's life in general right is it's randomness you don't really know who you're gonna meet you're not gonna know what opportunities are gonna come available to you but hey kick that door down if it's there Uh, Yeah. I must say, one of my favorite moments uh, of your entire recording career, I don't know what to call it, but. uh, Blabbing. Yeah. Yeah. Was when. Words. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just mouth diarrhea. Uh, Was when you and Ryan were recording, and I think it was after one of the Chiefs' playoff losses. And you guys. (laughs) And like, my favorite joke was if a tree falls in the forest and no one hears it, does Eric Fisher get called for holding? And. (laughs) To this day, I still cry just thinking about that moment, like oh. me sitting in my in my cubicle in Passport, Canada, <laughs> just laughing my ass off about an Eric Fisher joke. I don't know.
1: I, it doesn't even make any sense. I don't even know, I know what that means. I don't even, but I even remember that happening.
0: But it's so accurate.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, that's hilarious. But,
0: like I, I would like to think that you know I have uh, one of the highest uh, time spent listenings to Joshua Briscoe um, <laughs> in the world. So you know I'm going to wear that as a badge of honor. And, you know I, I mean, do that's think to
1: you. that's between you and God. If Is you decide it... that's something to be proud of, or <laughs> Jeez. I
0: mean I'm in it at this point. I might as well ride it out to the end and I, see where it yeah, takes me. Right.
1: And listen, <laughs> who knows? The, the end might be two months away. I have no idea. You, the, well, you ride, it out, ride it out. to the end. I don't know. We don't know what kind of deal you're signing up for there. There might be an early contract true. option that I don't know about.
0: Ooh, true. Uh, well, maybe that Joshua Briscoe with an E will get that, get like the uh, sponsorship that you were looking for. And then he just should. it all goes downhill from there. Yeah.
1: yeah. Slim chickens that so should go sponsor at <laughs> JB Briscoe with an E. And, yeah. uh, and we're all going to, that's going to be the end for all of us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, you know, we have been doing this talking thing for a long time <laughs> and, you know, many, many, many shows like filling hours of radio talking about not nothing, but, you know, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Do you do you still get pre-show jitters? No, I really don't. No? That's
1: a funny question. I haven't thought about that in a while. No. Um, I would say the only times that I do is whenever, like, if, if there's something different going on than maybe. Mm. But as far as, like, all right, show is about to start. Like, and oftentimes it'll be so hectic that, like, I will be working on show stuff until – two minutes before the the show is like starting and somewhere Mm. in that time i'm running down and getting a bunch of our uh, getting all of our stuffed animals to put on the console for the (laughs) facebook live um and i'm i'm running around and saying rudy you have the tweet beards did did i get you everything that you need from me yes great all right and welcome into the show um and so i i mean like sometimes I mean, I wasn't even like nervous for the start of the, the Super post game show, if I'm being honest, because mm. it was like, that was very different, but it was like a little bit, it was, I don't know. I was ready for it. You know, um, yeah. a, a couple of weeks ago we had Dante Hall on and I wasn't a gr- like
0: a great interview, by the way,
1: it was, he was great. And so my, what I was worried about, I'd never talked to him or, or Nick Lowry. I've talked to him a couple of days before that. Um, I hadn't talked to either of them before, so I was like a little bit nervous about it being good or not. Um, but I wasn't really nervous about like is am I going to step in it here? Like there mm. there are things that I am generally as a person anxious about, but but not in the not in the pre-show jitter kind of way or not in the not in the way that I that I was oftentimes for like uh I did a one-act play in college uh mm. where I was I it was an original that's written that was written by now, girlfriend Renee. Then was friend of mine Renee, um. But but she wrote it, and um, and I was in that, and and so whenever you talk about like a pre-show jitter, I think like oh god, like the, the thing about like memorizing lines and then having to deliver that to people. We we did that show. It was a one-act play. We did it twice, um, and I still you say pre-show jitters, and I think about that just because mm. it's like, well, I don't know if I'm ready for this or not. Like I don't know if this will be, um, if this will go well or not. for the for the radio show even whenever it doesn't go well it usually does if that makes sense just because that's sort of the that's sort of the show like there and there have been times like this this last I don't know when this show goes up so I'm just gonna tell you as of this week like this last week Beards was out um there's like a little extra chaos and it's like all right we're trying to bring Landon along who's running the show and I'm trying to you know we had some other completely unrelated technical things and stuff like that that it can, can add into just like being frustrated with st- with stuff that's outside of our own control and everything. But for the most part, even if we like stub our toe on something, we will probably take a minute and I'll, I'll point at my now swelling up toe and be like, look at this thing that I just did. I just stubbed my toe and what a, what an idiot I am. And we'll talk about Chris Jones whenever we come back. That's <laughs> <laughs> kind of, that's kind of the format.
0: Yeah. And I think the, that kind of hits on two really cool things that I've also experienced in my very, very short podcasting career. Mm-hmm. Um, one is just the more you do something, the more confident you can be in it. Yeah. Like, it, people say, oh, be confident, be confident. But if you don't have like the I guess even a memory of doing something well, you're not going to feel confident. And yeah. it's similar to football where like the more you prepare, the more ready you're going to feel. Yeah. So, you having these hours and hours and hours, like six hours. What was it? No, was it six hours post Super Bowl into the night? Oh, or what No, what did that end it up was being? longer.
1: Um, okay. it was six hours after we edited out the commercials, is what it was. Right. right. Um So yeah, I mean we we did I think seven after the AFC championship game, and then I think we did seven again, maybe eight after the Super Bowl. Oh, goodness. Um and, you know that that's obviously like that's a unique thing where that that's like an endurance thing. That's a marathon. Yeah. Like, yeah. And and sometimes four hours can feel like a marathon. This was this was a what like what, uh, the is like an ultra marathon. Is that what it's called? You're in much better shape than I am. You do push ups on Instagram, and I have to see yes. those every day. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's it's okay. Every once in a while, I'll do a push up and be like, oh yeah, look look at what Ty made me do. Um. <laughs> Yay. But it was like, yeah, was like an ultra marathon of a show. Uh, the, the thing for me, though, that like that was crazy. But whenever you look at like the, the preparedness thing, it really is. It really is just like, all right, it's Wednesday in June. What are what are we doing? What's mm-hmm. the show like? And that's why it's so important to have like good recurring guests that like mm-hmm. understand the vibe of the show and can make you smarter, but also not you know, not at the, the sacrifice of fun. Um, And that's always kind of what I want to do, I guess. So
0: yeah, yeah,
1: there there are some unique challenges that way though, for sure.
0: And that kind of like leads to the second point is if it is a show in the middle of June and all you got to talk about is another Royals loss, like, and sometimes
1: you can't even do that because they're on the other station, by the way.
0: (laughs) Fair. Yeah. So it's like leaning into that and leaning into that weakness it's kind of what I found through like mental health and all that stuff is yes. when you're able just to talk about, Hey, things aren't okay. And that's yeah. okay. Just yeah. being able to actually talk about the things, your uncomfortabilities, your fears, your, these things, just verbalize them and leaning into it. That's where the realness is. It's, I guess yeah. it's when you like, try and hide and and like kind of shut the cupboard and push the Tupperware back in because you didn't sort it. And yeah. you know, you just try and shove it all in there and not look at it. That's when things can kind of fester, but you know leaning into the weaknesses and you know admitting hey I stubbed my toe beards why are you talking over me rudy shut up <laughs> like that is what makes the show go sometimes and that's yeah. okay
1: yeah you know yeah it's crazy that you um connected the show psychology to actual psychology and then also absolutely called out my tupperware cabinet cuz that <laughs> is a mess it is a nightmare in there um that's not a joke that is the God's honest truth. I'm afraid to open it, (laughs) but yeah, I think you're hundred percent right. And like, for me and like, look, this is different for everybody. And so, you know, I don't, I don't begrudge anyone for not necessarily feeling the same way, but like, for me, the, the thing in all of sports media that I'm the least interested in is first take or, or undisputed in June, Mm. because Mm. it's like, well, we're going to talk about, something you know and let's go like after the nba finals or whatever and we are just in we are just in content creation mode as much as we're in is we're in content analyzation mode and we're They're just like manufactured
0: to to nothing like, yes. manufactured nothingness yeah
1: yes um it's it's because it's not even manufacturing nothingness it's having nothing and then manufacturing garbage yeah. And I'm good with manufacturing nothingness and then soaking that all in. But yes, like that drives me crazy. I-, I don't need any of that in my life. What I would much rather have is something that's entertaining with people that I want to feel like I'm hanging out with. And like, this is obviously like, a huge tell for what I listen to, but like, I love my brother, my brother and me. A- a- mm-hmm. and, and that is three brothers giving advice to questions that I don't need the advice for. I'm not asking it, but there, it's just funny and it's relatable, and it's it's it feels like spending time with three people you've never met. Yeah. I love the other shows that the, that the McElroy family has done that does a lot of that same stuff. I love the Lebetard show because whenever there's not—if there's interesting sports, they'll talk about the interesting sports thing. And if there's not interesting sports things, they're going to talk about their own show and each other. And we probably talked—we talked about Beards getting engaged, getting secretly engaged, like— 10 times in the last two days because Mm -hmm. that is way more important to almost entirely sports than Chris Jones still not having any news come out after six straight days of talking about Chris Jones. And and so the thing that I've tried to, and and I, I, that I've tried to appreciate and I've tried to hope, uh, help share with, I guess other people in a way is like, look, if you do like, First take in, in July, um, you know, God bless you. If you do want nothing but sports all the time, you're welcome to have that. But leave this for me. <laughs> leave yeah. this for those of us who do like that combination. And because, again, like on the national level, I think Lebatard does a really good job of it. But I think every market should have a show at night that goes half local sports, and I'm I'm making up percentages here. But I, I, you know that that, that has because it also it fluctuates, right? Again in July, whenever I can't talk about the baseball game because it's on the other station, and the only newsworthy thing that happened is something national. I don't know, man. Maybe it will be half and half during Chiefs season. We were doing ninety percent Chiefs and ten percent the funny little stuff that would pop up during the show. But whatever that slider is, I, I think every I think every station in America should should have a local show that is one big chunk local sports and and things that are interesting in that way and then fill in all of the gaps with 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 entertainment whatever mm. and that's a huge umbrella a huge umbrella and, and so whatever fits under there can fit under there but but because i mean i, I think we we've seen what I would consider a a, a decent amount of success. Like the schedule is weird and all of that. And then, you know, but like the podcast numbers are good and and all of that. Like I, I think that this is for an audience um that I that I think is, is really underserved in sports media in general. And I can't remember the question you asked me before all of this, but clearly that inspired something that's been bothering me.
0: <laughs> I mean I, I think that I, I totally forget the other question as well, but I, I love that little <laughs> monologue. Um yeah, no a hundred percent. Like I think, I think I the thing I like the most about your shows is you take the time to actually flesh out the points, and they don't have yeah. to be important points. <laughs> yeah, like, like probably like the peak of my Josh Briscoe experience was it sounds sexual when you say it. That I know. Way. Mm. Yeah,
1: well, well, listen. However, you listen to the is up to you. Like we had a we had a conversation a couple of weeks ago. Like, you think anybody's ever just like had the yeah. show on and then. You know, it's instead of instead of whatever's on Netflix still playing in the background while other things are happening. Do you think it's ever just been the Facebook the Facebook live feed of the show? <laughs> you think that's ever happened to anybody? And I don't want to know the answer, but I um no no one has no one has has acknowledged that's happened. And frankly, like I do think that's probably for the best. Um, but yeah, I mean, look look. Don't if that's, sell yourself if, short. No no no. If this if that's what it takes to to I was gonna say grease the wheels, and I guess I still <laughs> did, but I hated it. I I caught it before I said it and then I thought this is a podcast I can just admit this horrible sentence I just said. Yeah. Uh it, you know if that's if that's what your your love life needs is a little almost entirely sports in the background. So mm-hmm. you, you you do you.
0: Nothing gets me going like a sexy Patrick Mahomes deep ball.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but taking that time to actually you know flesh out the topics like that was when the Patrick Mahomes conversation first came up, right? And you know yourself Seth Kaiser really bring it out and saying, like, listen, I know this is what the media is saying. This is the big talking points on, like, first take is, oh, he doesn't have the footwork. He does this. He does right. that. But it's like, mm, no, let's look at it. He's accurate, and he doesn't actually have his feet footwork down. Doesn't that talk about, like, you know, how he can improve? Yeah. And, like, even, like, the last show, right, is, like, just taking a moment, well, not even a moment, like, an entire segment, to talk about how Patrick Mahomes didn't know how to read NFL defenses until halfway through his MVP season. Right. I think the more time that, you, you know, it's, like I said, during the football season, it's go, 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 go. Now in the off season, like you actually have time to kind of like drag out these topics and actually get into yeah. them. And that's yeah. like that in that in depth part that I like. Yeah. And I can almost see like that improv background that you have, right, is yeah. being able to roll with the punches and and discuss whatever comes up and make content out of it. Like, how do you see your your improv background really coming to life in what you do?
1: I mean, I think i I don't know why anyone in radio wouldn't have forced themselves to do some sort of improv at some point, because I think mm. it's super important. Like there's there are kind of two different muscles, I think, that everybody works in radio and and everybody is stronger at, at one than the other and you can try to figure out how you do it. But I, I think I think the main two things I've never I've literally never thought about this before, so I'm improving it as we go. But <laughs> I, I think the main two things within within radio as like an ability is your ability to 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 like explain and know things I mean really those might be two separate things as well but like to know to know things and then to be able to to do it in a way that's engaging and that you can listen to and everything Mm. and You know, if I just if you just brought in, you know, uh, Ryan Stiles and Colin Mockery, if you just brought in the two, is one of them Canadian? I feel like one of them's Canadian. Did I just pander to a Canadian audience?
0: You did. Good for you. Excellent.
1: If if you just brought the two of them and then do a sports talk show, that show would be awesome to listen to, but it would not be even almost entirely sports. It would be like (laughs) no sports, like none at all, because that doesn't make any sense. Um, But also, they're excellent entertainers. You you can then just pivot to having, and I mean, I think this is a problem. I had this problem early on with Irfing the kicker the fact that you listened to that show early on and then still listen to this now, and you're like, Yeah, this has all been good. It's crazy to me. Um, if you just go, All right, so I hear, let me start off the show by basically going through the play by play, and then we'll talk about it afterwards, is like a buck wild thing to do <laughs> as a show. Um, and it's not engaging like that's not that isn't something that I want to listen to even if you know everything that happened and so to to obsess with one of them and then and then underserve the other is just it feels like malpractice to me like Mm you know there there are times i'm i'm virtually never um self-conscious about the latter because i i do think that again like i not only did i i did improv um but i loved it and then also my all of my friend groups for you know from sophomore year of high school to now have basically been l- just little improv classes you know like mm-hmm. not not that it's all it's all been a facade for an audience like half the audience and it's a Truman (laughs) Show but like that's always been the energy that that me and my friends have always had like there's always a chance that a bit is just going to break out and I like that like it's fun it's and I'm I'm engaged with that kind of um, conversation and relationship and you can obviously you can turn that off and and we turn that off on the show all the time and say, all right, like, look, here, we're gonna, I'm gonna play ISO ball for a second. We're gonna clear out. I'm gonna explain why the Chiefs absolutely can retain Chris Jones. And then we'll all come back together and talk about it a little bit. And then we're gonna see where it evolves to as it's happening. But, but for me, like, and I used to, uh, I produced a lot. I didn't mention any of this earlier, but like, I interned at 810 and then um, ran the board at 810 and then ran the board on weekends at 810 and produced some shows. Um, I've I've run a, a handful of, of I've run a lot of shows for a handful of hosts um, and I'm not even like thinking of anyone in particular here being like bad at this part or whatever but but I remember that a, a couple of of guys that I really liked working with and, and really enjoyed like they would have a rundown for their show that would be so structured that mm-hmm. I would be like I would be like bothered <laughs> I'd be like but why why would you do it this way why would you have a plan for segment one two and three and then four five and six and seven eight and nine like where's the fun in this at this point you're doing a book report you know yeah i i would much rather have the up on stage and saying all right i'm holding a box this box is infinitely small but also infinitely large It can hold any object in it whatsoever what is in this box chris jones's contract all right let's talk about chris jones's contract and action like I, yeah. I, I like, I like being even, listen, sometimes it can be sloppy. Like that improv can be sloppy and, and the radio show can certainly be sloppy. God only knows. Um, But, but that's what a commercial break is for, for me, you know, it's all right. We got this out of here. What are our other topics? What are essentially, what are our other prompts that we can run into next segment? And so I'm, I'm trying to make sure we have the the balance of that where there is sort of the, the book report first segment monologue kind of thing um and then after that is more of the free form that is going to hopefully be smart and engaging and interesting and um and educational in its own way right but Mm -hmm. but is really kind of happening like jazz as opposed to uh you know classical music
0: yeah and I think that helps the personality come out in the show.
1: Oh, God, yes. Like
0: like when you structure things and like, you know, I want to hit this, 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 that, and that. I've tried both for podcasts. The Mm -hmm. best podcast I do is when I don't prepare at all and I'm just like, let's just see where this thing takes us. Right. Because at least as an audience member, it feels like I'm watching yourself or Rudy or Beards or Seth or whoever trying to create a show and create some sort of entertainment, like you're saying, while balancing that entertainment and the product and trying to to you know whatever's in front of you are your tools and you're bringing that stuff together and it's just so cool to watch how like you're saying you can start i don't know talking about jerry jones's cocktail napkins and then go to beards getting engaged and then we're talking about right. chris jones's contract and why honey badger is essential to the defense and how uh steve spagnolo is just a saint like, right
1: how he how he is both i can explain i can explain why steve spagnolo in fact like predicted in lots of ways like how i mean that sounded unbelievably like stuck up but whatever it's fine <laughs> leap off um it you know i could i can explain what steve spagnolo did to overhaul this defense in a variety of ways and then 30 seconds later it bathe in how funny it is to me that every press conference of his life he's confused about what time it is, and has already purged the information from the last game like there was a um, and, uh, man, I don't know if this 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 might be us talking at this point. I have no idea. There I'm was here for a it. there was a um, there there was a, a game last year. I can't remember when it was. It's very it's don't so with me. Where uh, I think it must have been the Texans game, the regular season game, where um, where Mahomes had the pick. Right? I also mm-hmm. my memory is not good. Um. But yeah, That went, was the went, one
0: where it was like supposed to be past interference, but then yeah. it got not called. Yeah, I,
1: I think that was, was the that one he it? was talking about. It mm-hmm. doesn't really matter at this yeah. point, but 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 somebody was like, so this got called. I think it was probably like, like hey, you, you know, Mahomes that saw the flag looked like and thought it was going to be a penalty. It was past interference. They picked it up ended up being a, an interception. What did you uh, what did you think of of how the rule was executed there? And, and, you know, did you think it was past interference? And he kind of just paused. for He's like, Abinagai? that was that was pat, pat through it it was like yeah i was like, i don't i don't know i wasn't looking i was working on the defense on the sideline i have no idea i have no idea i will look at the, I, have to, I was like it's like steve it's been like 4 days like did you watch the tape it was like i've been looking at the defense like who did we play last week and like i'm barely exaggerating i just think that's and, and, and like one of here, here's a genuine fear of mine i am genuinely afraid that at some point i'm going to get an email from chiefs pr that's like hey can you stop dunking on spags I'm like no i I love praising. Him. I I'm I love him, him and his personality, and I I I just it's I I find it incredibly endearing, um, and also I think he's extremely good at this. <laughs> like yeah. he just has this one quirk of his personality that is so funny to me, um, and like that, and we can be doing, we can go, we can go. Hey, what did Spags do this week? That that totally stumped an opposing offense or man, how good was this game plan? And then also here's what he said whenever he was asked about it uh, on Thursday, he went uh, last week. Yeah. Last week when he we played the, the, we played the, was it the, the Oilers? They still in Houston. Who was it? the Houston team? Yeah. With the, the quarterback. Yeah. The glimpse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, no, we played well. I thought it's like Steve, Steve. How did you forget that so quickly? Um, and he does it again next week. It's awesome. And and, and you know yeah. that's the that's the energy of the show. Is that like I I don't think there are a lot of shows. Like I, I I guess I'll say this. Like I I think that that we can we can be in that top tier of making you smarter while also being in the top tier of making you laugh. Like mm. that at the very least, if we if we're not always or even usually there. Um, I would say that's my, my goal is to be there and, you know, and I also think sometimes people don't necessarily understand that and that's okay. That's part of the, you know, that, that's, that's part of the gig at this point is like, Hey, Mm -hmm. we're going to try to do both of these things. And some people are going to text in like the, you know, Mm -hmm. someone, someone will text in on the text line. And after us doing 45 minutes of, of smart, uh, football analysis, We'll do two minutes of of making jokes about what the Chiefs could give Patrick Mahomes to make him stay forever, and then someone will text it and said, "Who let these high schoolers uh, host a radio show?" Like that literally happened last night. It's like, man, <laughs> this just isn't for you. I don't, I don't text shows that are that are twenty four seven sports and say, "Hey, this is boring. Talk about something. Make a joke." I don't need that. It's okay. Yeah. Just let it. Let, hey, let everybody live. All right, you got options. The the pod, podcast exists. You can yeah. you can find you can find anything you want.
0: Yep. And it doesn't always have to please everyone. And like, I think that's maybe where that national media gets in trouble is they try and please everyone. They try and touch every market. It's like let your personality guide who listens to your show. Yeah. Let you know let yep. your light shine. <laughs> yes. Take right?
1: it up of that bushel. Let's try maybe.
0: And I mean, I think is you know, a Kansas City fan, like I'm so spoiled when it comes to coverage and, and, yeah. you know, the media and everything. like We're so there's a very smart conversation. It, there's a lot of outlets for that conversation. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how I got so lucky. But when you when you look at who you're surrounded by, you know, Seren, uh, Levitar, Seth, Nate, like all of these huge names. Do you ever get that kind of imposter syndrome of like, who am I to be talking about this with all of these people? Or it's you know good that
1: question. Um, sorry, I was interrupting you by complimenting you. I know that must be horrible. Um, <sighs> <laughs> I I don't. I, I would say the the closest to that. Um, I would say the closest to that that I got is was probably writing last year, just because I hadn't done that in a while when I was yeah. writing for the Athletic. Um, it wasn't imposter syndrome, but it was sort of just like, maybe, I don't know, maybe it was closer to being out of practice, but within, within the radio world, um, I don't know if this is like selfish. I don't know how this is going to come through and I don't even know. I haven't, I don't even know if it's, I guess it's probably true. I'm going to say it. Um, I, I think for me, it's more about worrying about how it's received because that's mm. the thing I can't control um, yeah. more than it is, you know, is this deserved or justified or whatever? Like, I I don't really think am I going to say something on the show today that invalidates my position or whatever. Mm. I I do worry about again kind of the audience. And will, will this find the right people and will the people that it finds understand and appreciate it? Mm. And so again, that's, it's not, it, it doesn't really fit the imposter syndrome definition or anything because it is, it's more external than that. I kind of, at this point, like, I, I kind of think I belong you know, in in most of these places, like, and again, whenever it's a new situation, it's a little bit different. Um, just say like, Oh, this is a new, whatever locker room that I'm in and asking questions for or whatever. But, um, even then sometimes like I had a question to Andy Reed last year and, or, you know, this most recent season and like he answered it in a way that clearly I didn't ask it exactly how I wanted to. And he did not hear the question that I wanted to ask. And he was like a little snippy about it. And I was like, Oh God, here it goes. My career is over. Um, But then, you know, at the very end of the season, I had, he, he gave me two incredible answers to two perfectly. Okay. Questions. And it was like, it was, you know, that, that, that moment always eventually comes. You just can't be a, you can't, you can't be a wreck after, A show ends poorly, or maybe goes poorly again. For me, though, it's it's more of a it's more of a concern of like, well, I that wasn't that show didn't go exactly how I wanted it to. I hope I get to do another one, you know. And and Mm -hmm. that is, I I also don't think that's like a uh, you know, I don't I don't I don't feel like I'm always thirty minutes away from having it all actually collapse. But I think that's kind of the that that's the mostly irrational thing. but I, that that still sort of floats around sometimes.
0: Yeah, uh, it sounds more like you just care about your craft than imposter syndrome or anything like that.
1: Yeah, well, and I, and I care about how it's received. Yeah, the other, like that's that's sort of it. It's it's that because I mean you're right. I I certainly care about the the product in like in a big way. Where, and again, sometimes it sometimes it's sloppy, and I want. And this is a this is it again. Sometimes it can be sloppy, and I wonder: do people think that there wasn't work in this? You know, like it can be sloppy. Do people think that that means that there was no care in in getting it to this point? And I and I don't know, and I can't really know because, and I can't really determine that either because I'm just betting on I'm betting on the listener kind of being in on it. And it's also it's hard to get an uh, it's hard to get listeners kind of across that threshold, mm. um, because you, the first time you hear it, if you tune in in a segment about beards getting engaged, and you're like, who is beards? You're not you're probably not going to stick around unless you're just a really curious person. Mm. But if you've been in on the show enough to understand and appreciate our personalities and the show is a whole thing and in some ways you the listener feel like you're a part of the the ecosystem or whatever i i think that's some of the best stuff because you're continuing to be kind of like rewarded for your for your engagement no pun intended with the show like (laughs) that's how i feel with levitard all the time is is that whenever when sometimes they'll sink into like um into something with one of the the members of the shipping container, one of the, one of the producers, and if you're just hopping on board just then, you might not get it, and you might not enjoy it. But if you've been around for a while, that's that's the stuff I care way more about than whatever Lebitard thinks about Joe Burrow, you know. Mm. So it's um. It's it's hard because again, that's the thing that you can't really determine. I've tried to sort of couch that by this is great. I feel like I should be laying down. I've <laughs> I've I've attempted, I think, to kind of to kind of um play both sides of that a little bit by just being like, hey, here the the peanut butter is I'm gonna make you smarter about the Chiefs in any way possible, and I'm gonna tell good stories about the Chiefs. And then the pill in the middle of it is going to be you you accidentally learning the personality of the show and so it, it makes it a little bit more of a cliff to climb up and more of like a ramp yeah. but um but again even that sometimes is is hard to tell if it's working
0: yeah and I, I, first and foremost i feel like it did miss a, a great opportunity to work in hashtag baby nut instead of pill <laughs> in that little analogy <laughs>
1: There's the peanut butter and then the baby nut in the middle. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I thank you for reminding me and the rest of the world that baby baby nut went away pretty quick, didn't it? Pretty
0: quick. Actually, I I saw a video on on uh, Instagram today of like like a Mr. Peanut falling down on a ski hill and then a bus type like I don't know what to even call it. It it looks like a bus, but I think it was a big sled crashing into the Mr. Peanut and like pushing him down the hill. It was almost tragic, but I think it was a stunt. Yeah, but anyways, yeah. Hashtag baby nut.
1: Okay, hold on. Can I give you a baby nut update? A baby nut update, oh, yeah. if you will. <laughs> um. So the the at Mister Peanut Twitter account, the official Twitter of uh, of Planters, is still branded as Baby Nut, but its last like full public tweet was on February 11th. It's been almost a Ooh. month. Ooh. They 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 had this enormous campaign launch at the super bowl and then they stopped tweeting about it like a week later oh. I, it makes me think because like their last tweet wasn't like i'm all grown up here i am again their last tweet was really want my pacifier right now but getting out of my crib is going to be a whole thing which is you know very hashtag baby nut yeah but uh it's uh it's almost like it's almost like they they put their money in this bit and then fire their social media manager which honestly I would understand.
0: Oh, it, it died almost faster than the Breland Speaks hype train.
1: It I would uh, I would say it died even faster than Mr. Peanut.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, anxiety. Um yeah, so Con, you know, controlling what you can't control is just so it, – it's something that we all try and do. But like it's like you're saying. I, I'm trying to put that away of trying to almost control how the listener takes it. Yeah. And, you know, when you try and control those things you can't control, that's where anxiety comes from. Right? Yeah. And like yeah. taking more control of the things that you can control I think is huge. And, you know, watching you go from – Early days of almost entirely sports, absolutely unhinged Briscoe, to you know, <laughs> rein it in to a point where you can have these intelligent conversations, and then work in hashtag baby nut. It right. it's working, and you know, the more you do it, the more the more you know, comfortable you get with the craft. And I, I hope you don't care about how the listeners receive it as much anymore, because it comes across the way you want it to come across, at least to me.
1: Yeah, I, don't I, know, I appreciate ma- that. I would say yeah. that you know, I. This is all, I mean, I don't know. I I would love to not care about it, but I feel like there's a threshold eventually somewhere where you're like, all right, this large number of people get it and love it, and I'm good. I don't need to worry about acquiring more people, but the practical nature of it is that I always want to, you know? I always want to have more people want to listen to and love the show like that that's sort of that's part of the whole ecosystem it's you know it's not even then like this is very like inside but it's like i want to have more people that that love the show and listen to the show and then eventually i want to sell more sponsors (laughs) like i want to get more ads specifically for the show because that keeps it running and it pays all the bills and it keeps the lights on and, and i i would love i would love to be at a place where i think all right we're good here i just think that's that's still probably a long ways down the road honestly
0: well, yeah. I mean, first and foremost, I guess, you know, I'm not good enough. need someone else. I get it. I get it. But, like, I, I think <laughs> wanna, that's – Do you, you know, want to buy
1: ads? Do you want to do a sponsored segment? I'll, I'll send you a, a sheet with uh,
0: prices. All right. We'll 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 see about that. Yeah, I'll we'll put that Patreon money to good use. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I think, yeah, like you're saying, is trying to, you know, always get better at your craft and, you know, adapting. Like, the thing that I try and bring to my own life is, you know, always being in a place where I can admit that I'm wrong. Because when I'm not trying to like let the ego take ahead and be like, no, I'm always right. I'm good. I don't need to learn anymore. That's super dangerous. Yeah, And it makes me think of like the Tyreek Hill conversation from last offseason. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite segments from that was yourself going through of how you kind of grew because of that story and how you approach things differently now. Could yeah. you just, just talk a bit about, you know, what you took, like what it was like reporting that story and then what you learned from that?
1: Yeah, it was wild because the the thing and there there are some places where I'm like, you know what? I think we did a pretty good job throughout that, me personally and, and, and almost entirely sports specifically. Um because like you say reporting and I'm only pick I'm only nitpicking here because of the story. Like <laughs> yeah. we were we were getting the reporting. I wasn't doing any any original reporting on the story. I was taking what was reported and then trying to analyze it, which is usually my job. Occasionally there'll be something that, that I'll know before it happens or whatever. But for the most part, I'm I'm trying to take what's public and um and maybe a little Polish bit of what's it up. private and and yeah, I try to make sense of it for everybody. But yeah, so throughout this, like throughout the Tyree Kill story last off season, um it was an it was a fascinating case study in in partial information and what you do with it. Because, hmm. like, one thing that I will just like roll my eyes at is when people are like, "Listen, you didn't have all the information; you shouldn't be talking about it." I, in an ideal world, sure, but the mics turn on, <laughs> you know the, yeah. the mics. The mics turn on, and if I pretend it doesn't happen, then why are you protecting the Chiefs? Why aren't you talking about this Tyree Kill story? And so, the only way that you can really you can really navigate that, in in my experience, is to acknowledge where the gaps are and to say here's the information we have right now and here's what I think with the information that I have and then a week later say all right here's some more information and this doesn't fully line up with what we knew last time but here's what makes sense to me and then here's what I think with that information and then by the end of that story um and I say the end because it kind of feels like it's over but like it's I mean, I don't know, but by the by the the big news of that story, whenever like the full audio came out and between him and his fiance and they were not only talking about in more detail what happened this during around this incident, but also talking about um, what happens when when they were in college, like whenever that finally came out, it was it was like earth shattering in a way of like no only only one local organization being like like the the news department at at channel five had the the whole audio um and they were the only ones that actually had all of that information and so we were all trying to to finish a math problem with with too many missing missing parts of the equation Mm -hmm. and so Whenever, whenever you are, whenever you're trying to decode something without all of the pieces to it, I I don't think there's anything wrong with if you're to to be responsibly trying to figure it out, um and and to be responsibly attempting to synthesize the information that you do have, I think the place where you would get in trouble is to say here's new information and I don't want that because I've already made my decisions. Yeah. That's where there was a problem. So, um. I, I, I think I learned a lot in that path throughout that story, but I also do, I was talking to Rudy about it recently. I can't even remember how it came up, but I, I am pretty happy with, with how we ended up going through it personally, because you know, the news broke, it was around, it was around this time last year, because I think, I think we were on, we were on remote around the big 12 tournament, which happens next week here. Um, we were we were on remote and the news was breaking at like like right before the show started and it's like all right well we're going to throw everything out here and i'm going to tell you what this report says and hey this doesn't sound good i'm not going to guess about what's happening here but what i see sounds bad and here's why it sounds bad and again here's the information and all of that um i i don't think i ever at any point sort of um like betrayed my own instincts or anything like that or um got got too far ahead of the story because I don't know maybe everyone probably could have been a little bit more patient but but patience isn't the same thing as like just completely shrugging it off so mm. it was it's a really it was really fragile situation because of the moving parts and the the partial information and the partial information that we didn't know was partial. Like that's the crazy thing, yeah, like that so, um, I, I think for the most part, again, I can't speak for anyone other than than myself and and the show. But I feel pretty good about how we ended up personally covering that because we were open to the new information and then let it change And like you know you could have asked me right as it happens like hey do you think he's a chief this year no I mean I, I said on multiple places like mm-hmm. I was expecting there to be a, a NFL suspension of some sort because of the um, precedent that had been set by the NFL in future in, in previous situations that seemed as close to comparable as possible but more information kept coming out and we were were flexible as more information happened. So, it was a very interesting time, a very difficult time obviously, but I I do feel pretty good about how we ended up managing it.
0: I I think case study is probably the best way to look at it because yeah. there's so many different ways you can look at it. Yeah. One of the biggest things that I took from it was just to see like you said how quickly people get into their position and then defend it with that, you know, uh, you know, confirming biases and all that yeah. and Yep. Not being willing to take in new information, or even just open up, you know, and to maybe if there is another explanation for something, first and foremost. But to take that a step further too is how people just don't want to listen sometimes, yeah. or you know, the the willingness to to be wrong, maybe not wrong is the right word, just the willingness to move off your spot, yeah, and. Yeah, I guess one like I guess you know, okay, I'll stop gassing up after this. Listening to, to yourself, it seems like you're never too firmly attached to a spot and you're yeah. willing to change if need be, and I think that's healthy. I think that's that's how I want my teams to run. That's how I want everything in my life to be is adaptable, flexible. Yeah. Not not flimsy, but Right. Flexible.
1: It's that's a funny, that's a funny place to find the middle of, because like, if it's like a big moral stance, if you say, well, if Tyree killed, beat his kid, he shouldn't be on the team. No, you know, that's fine. You can have that moral stance. That That's fine. Um, Or you can, you can take it in some other way and whatever. That's up to you. Um, But yeah, I mean, in any situations, like, you know, again, here, I'm just going to go and pat myself on the back again. Like <laughs> I was super high on Patrick Mahomes coming into the NFL draft. Like I really, and that was, you know, Seth was there and Seth was bringing me along on that ride. And um i wasn't going to move off that spot because i saw an insufficient i saw a bad a bad college throw or whatever but if he was in the league for three years and he looked like mitch trubisky i'd say you know what i might have been wrong on this one you know mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. And, and and like even even with the with the tyree kill thing and i would i would even pivot it one to one other sort of aspect that's that's sort of in the in a similar vein to what you just said about being flexible like there were a there was a lot from fans throughout that story where there was there was a sort of rigidness not just in their opinions on what was happening in the story but even in how the story was covered um yeah. to be like hey you are saying that this person said or wrote this thing actually they they reported this information because they had this information um you are you are attributing things to them in their writing or reporting or talking on the radio that is not why they arrived at that point like there was a lot in there that was also very frustrating to me just because i think even in a way of of not being able to move off a spot there, you you found pretty quickly people being, you know, going going to the like, why do you, why are you trying to destroy the team? It's like, man, we're reporting on a story, or like, why did you talk about again, like, why did you talk about this when you didn't have all the information, man? Because we all have the same information, we were all talking about it. That mm. kind of thing left me frustrated, but um, that's you know, that's a little bit tertiary, I, I suppose. It's just something that that again did did frustrate me a little bit.
0: Yeah. All right, we've get we've done fifty five good minutes. let let's yeah. have some fun now. Let's all do right.
1: five terrible minutes.
0: All right. So you got to choose one. Okay. Okay. Kansas City never wins another Super Bowl or Dan Fouts narrates the rest of your life.
1: (laughs) Not just my football games, but my life? Yes. That's – here's the thing. That's my only life. I (laughs) – if it was just my football games, I was going to say my football games, but I can't have him in – Talking about how right now I'm on I'm on the hold on, what's the name that sounds almost like your podcast? Right now I'm on the dissertation podcast with with Tony Dare. I can't have that happening all my life. So I no, I can't do that. I would rather cut off a toe. Okay, think, let's say take- frankly also I don't want anybody narrating my entire life. That That's sounds fair. horrible. You are standing That's over fair. my shoulder all the time and I'm in the shower? <laughs> He suds it up, and he goes, oh, my. Like, yeah, no, that's no good.
0: Okay, let's take it one step further. Oh, okay, God. Kansas City never wins another Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes, or for the rest of Patrick Mahomes' career, Dan Fouts narrates your life. My, again, my life? <laughs> uh, okay, narrate for, no, my no, life. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, so for, the, for as long as Patrick Mahomes is in the NFL, you're going to wake up to, ooh, he woke up. Is
1: Dan Fouts just standing over me? <laughs>
0: Yeah, in a full this CBS a suit, which he movie. never changes. Never changes. It's He's always kind of clean. Yeah,
1: I, I can't. This, you you are describing the plot of the film. It like I, it's just it's just saying like okay, Joshua, listen. I know you say you you say you like the Chiefs. Would you rather them never win another Super Bowl or have Pennywise constantly <laughs> gnawing on your arm? I guess I'd rather not have the Super Bowl tie.
0: Well, I guess you're not a ride or die, Josh.
1: No, I guess I don't want to literally die. You're (laughs) right. I'm not a ride or die. I'm a ride or suffer. I've done plenty of suffering. I don't want to. I don't want to die. That's fair. Would you kill yourself for another Super Bowl? No, I wouldn't. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm selfish. We got one. Okay. We got one.
0: Yeah, that that's we got the monkey off the back. God. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm just glad someone Brutal. else shares my Dan Fouts. Not even hatred, just like no, general just, just distaste. Yeah, just, yeah, he's just, he's just I've had enough job. down. I've had enough Dan Fouts in my life. Like,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. He might be he might be a perfectly nice person. I've not I've not met the man. He's just not very good at his job. That's okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, someone someone argue the same about me. I get it. <laughs>
0: All right, so we both had a uh, I like to call it a Veggie Tales upbringing. Hell yeah, we did yeah do you have a favorite VeggieTales moment
1: um moment dude or i just
0: episode or just i know it's it's all foggy at this point
1: oh it's not that foggy um oh. <laughs> so i'm trying to Look I'm up Googling this morning specific. it's um obviously josh and the big wall which is the one about joshua marching on jericho that mm-hmm, one is yeah. obviously big for me personally but I also didn't really go by Josh when I was uh VeggieTales ages, so it did always bother me a little bit. Mm. Um I I loved Larry Boy and mm. also like I read the books and stuff that eventually came out. There was also like the slightly edgier animated Larry Boy. I don't I'm trying to remember. <sighs> now I'm just googling Larry Boy, I guess. <laughs> um but I, I I probably watched the Larry Boy were they movies? Were they episodes? I can't. I don't. I can't remember. I felt like there were movies, but now I'm seeing like thirty minute clips on YouTube. Which, by the way, found the rest of my afternoon. There you go. Um, oh, okay. Nope. I got it. Here's here, and here's my one seed. Those are all on there. My one seed is the boys in the sink belly button song that happened. Um, I believe that was in the middle of the Jonah movie, right?
0: Yeah, um, I
1: think so. Boys in the Sink, belly button. If it wasn't from the Jonah movie, I'm really gonna. I think it was because I, the little worm is in it. um Let's see. Oh, the palette of little Joe. My God, I remember so much of this that I didn't think I was going to remember. Um, where I don't. Boys in the sink. Years active: 2003 to 2007 and 2012. Oh, was that? Huh. That may have been during the Pirates Who don't do anything movie, which is also an absolute smash. Hmm. Anyway, belly button was can I just can you just show me, I see the song, yeah, first song it's i I might remember most of the rap to that, believe it or not, um you oh, know what okay. originally included originally included as the silly song for the ballad of little Joe that is stunning to me, all right, well, right on. that song,
0: yeah. Yeah, the the thing that sticks with me for VeggieTales is a song as well. You know, Grapes of Wrath. That was yeah. uh that that one just that would actually I think I narrated one of my nightmares as a kid. <laughs> I
1: I believe that.
0: I used to be scared of the Warner Brothers logo.
1: Huh? So, you know the like, logo. Go,
0: yeah. So, you know it would go like and like pop up on the screen. Uh-huh. As a kid, I don't know if I just chose to be scared of it, but I was just terrified of anything Warner Brothers. Very so like, strange. Like I went to Hawaii as a kid, and there happened to be like some Looney Tune costume characters. And there's a picture of me with my mom's back to the. I think it was my mom back to the camera, and my crying face facing the camera, being surrounded by Bugs Bunny and Marvin the Martian. And I have
1: a story of me being horrified at a, a fall festival parade by the Tasmanian Devil. You and I are not huh. that far apart.
0: <laughs> Look at this, and. Like my worst nightmare of my entire life was me looking outside my window in dream form, not in real form, but dream form and seeing like a hundred foot tall <laughs> Looney Tune character. I want to say Marvin the Martian just that is like awesome. stomping through the forest coming towards my house. And I still have a vivid, vivid image of that. And I'm actually a little having the heebie-jeebies right now, but – yeah, so I'm glad to hear we're on the same page here.
1: Yeah, we really are.
0: It's okay. I have one more fun one here. Um, okay. and one of my favorite bits from the show was the, is a hot dog an American taco? Yes. Um, And I've had this whole question planned out, and five minutes before we started the show, I Googled, does America have pizza pops? And y'all don't. What? If I said Pillsbury okay. pizza pop, yeah, Google Pillsbury pizza pop.
1: Pizza pop. That sounds like a horrible drink. <laughs> oh well, I mean, is this just a calzone?
0: It looks like a calzone. Essentially, it's, yeah, it's like it's like hot pocket esque. Like you know, yeah, it's it, you know, you...
1: it looks here. Let me let me bring this for the American audience. It looks there basically like a slightly smaller calzone, and also like a very big. Um, oh damn it! A very big. Uh, the little, the little, the little guys, the little pizza guys that are wrapped up real small.
0: Oh, um, oh, this is probably a you. I, I don't oh know the God. word for this one. Yeah. The, do
1: we not have those in Canada?
0: I don't think so. Like, I, okay, I went to school in America for two years and I know exactly what you're talking about. I just don't. Yeah. I don't think we have those in Canada. Um, I just can't put my finger on the word. I know what you're talking about. The like little, 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 pizza thingies, right? Yes. What?
1: Right. Uh, oh God. People are sc- screaming at their phones. Pizza <laughs> yeah. rolls. Good God! Pizza rolls. There pizza it is. Rolls. Yes. What is yes. wrong with me? I'm embarrassed.
0: Okay, so everyone anyway, at home. A pizza, that, pop,
1: a pizza pop seems like a very big pizza roll or a slightly smaller calzone.
0: Yeah. So if you're at home, and you don't know what a pizza pop is. Quickly Google it. Essentially, yeah. just picture you popping that in the microwave for you know a minute thirty, flipping it over another minute. And you take a bite into, it and it's molten lava in your mouth. Yeah. But it tastes, yeah. you know, it tastes all right. It does the job. Right. So my question to you, Josh, is a pizza pop a Canadian empanada?
1: Oh, damn. I think it might be. I'm going to go side by side here. I need to look at I need to pull up an empanada really quick to make sure it's all. I mean, it's structurally like identical. I think it might be an Italian. It might be. Well, it says Canada's Canada's best selling pizza snack. So maybe it is that Canada's. Yeah, and why don't we have these? I feel like America would bleep these up. Um, <laughs> right? Yeah, I I think you know what? I I think a pizza pop is a Canadian empanada. I really do.
0: Yeah, I- I'm this I'm glad remarkable. we fleshed this out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I, are they, I are do they also
1: just both big raviolis? I don't know. <laughs>
0: We are all just big raviolis, Josh.
1: That's exactly right. We're all just – that's a great point. Yeah. We're
0: all just big all right. raviolis. So every show I do, I do ask one question at the end of the show. And to pull oh, back God. the curtain, Oh no! the reason I have this question is because of yourself. Oh, because God. of the – yeah, because the early days of of almost entirely sports, you know, those segments can get away from you when you try and throw to Beards and you're like, hey, Beards, what do you think about this? And he just goes, <laughs> "It's fine. crickets. It's right? Fine. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. It's fine. So I figured, you know, I'm going to have fun on the show. I want to discuss whatever comes up, but I want to always be able to bring it back to, you know, the heart of the show and what it is. Oh, so, right. you know, I added this one question at the end of every show, which gives me a free pass to talk about whatever the hell I want on the show. Yeah, yeah. So my question is, what is one tip you have for a satisfying and healthy life? And now, you know, to start the show, you were mentioning about, you know, the epitome of health of yourself. So maybe more <laughs> yeah. of the satisfying part, who knows, but for yourself, um, what is one tip you have?
1: Man, for a satisfying—I mean, I'm taking health in any—you know, take that yes, in any yes, yes. Um, I can I be super honest? I feel yep. like right now, I feel like I might be the wrong person to ask. <laughs>
0: but, <laughs> like honestly, like I really,
1: I really think that that's—I uh, don't know. The answer is I don't know. Um, the the thing, and this has been this is gonna be a long last question. This has been something that I've been trying to figure out, especially through like since college. Because I was you know full time student and also doing more than I even needed to tr- getting like minors and stuff full time student and then working every weekend at eight ten and running the six a m morning board shifts on the weekends while also being the eventually the editor in chief of the newspaper and being on the improv team and trying to have any friends and any relationships mm-hmm. um I've never been very good at balance, and I think I'm probably getting better at it. But I would, I would say, so with that couching this, I, I, I would probably have, I would probably have a couple of little things that that are behind sort of that paywall, if you will. <laughs> I think in general, people should say yes to more things. Yeah. Um, I, I think. I think that if someone says, hey, do you want to not not that you should. I've also I would say recently I've learned more. I talk about Stardew Valley pretty frequently, right? It's a mm-hmm. it's a pixel art uh, farming simulator game. It's very chill. I love it very much. And at this point for me, the art of Stardew Valley is very important in me going in me saying no to some things and being like, no, I'm going to stay at home tonight. I'm going to play Stardew Valley and I'm going to go to sleep at a reasonable hour because I've found that being more and more important to me over the last couple of years of just trying to like relax, like every once in a while. Yeah. But, but I, I, so that's more for me. <laughs> I would say for <laughs> most, I would say most people that I've met have had an easier time with that and a harder time with what is easier for me, which is saying yes to more things and and taking on opportunities and and maybe it's going out with some friends or maybe it's, Hey, do you want to, come try out for the improv team or would you be interested in doing this thing together or whatever? I I would say that served me well, way more often than it, than it served me ill. Um, And then eventually, you know, I, you, you can kind of pack up on some of that. And then I, for me, at least it's deflate a little bit after that. Um, but the other thing that, so that, that's the big first thing that's only gotten more complicated for me as I've realized that you can't say yes to everything, but say yes to more things, especially like if you're in college or whatever, um, just join the newspaper and the improv team, and then you'll quit at least one of them very soon. I promise, but, (laughs) but you'll find something that you like and you'll find people that you like. And so that, that pivots to me for the other one, which is, um, also something I'm not very good at, but it's a do as I say, not as I do. Um, appreciate the value of of the people in your life or or Mm -hmm. even of the idea of people in your life (laughs) because if you are a very driven very type a person that's going to say yes to every like you know professional opportunity or whatever you've got to make sure that you also say yes to interpersonal opportunities and, and there are lots of people that I, you know, said yes to in college in terms of like, hey, do you want to hang out? Do you want to go get coffee? Do you want to grab lunch together, whatever, that I don't talk to anymore? And that's totally fine. But you need to try, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, both of those things are really important to me. Maybe now in this point, at this point in my, uh, in my mid twenties, Jeez God, that's true, right? I'm 25. Mm-hmm. Huh? Look at that. Um, I, I guess those were two things that I, that I told people, Fresh out of college, and I think I would guess I would add now a third one, which is to 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 figure out what you need in terms of of a, of moments for yourself, and then also have those. So I guess hmm. I guess there are three things there that all push in different directions that all need to be left in a balance that also is incredibly difficult. That I would give myself like a four out of ten on, but I acknowledge sort of those three parts. Mm-hmm. of, of what I would consider, um, happy, healthy, balanced life or whatever. So I, I think it's, the, I think those three things are really important, even though I'm, I, um, am a very broken messenger in that regard.
0: <laughs> I love all of those answers. And I think it speaks to the point we talked about earlier of, you know, making a strength out of your weakness is, you know, yeah. we have all these, like we know some parts in our lives that we may want to change. And that's where an important conversation can come from. And, you know, Actually, I saw an example on one of my friends' Instagrams. Shouts out to Sarah. Um, Shout sh- out to basically, Sarah one time. yeah, big old Sarahs. Um, all the Sarahs out there, just every single Shout one. Shout
1: out to every Sarah. If you're yeah. not a Sarah, turn off the podcast.
0: <laughs> this is not for you, not Sarah.
1: This is the first hour and ten minutes were for not Sarahs. This is just yeah. for Sarahs.
0: Yeah, is. Okay, I guess I should get Sarah Flan there. So we're very specific now. Um, this show is for one. Person. Yeah, <laughs> for one Sarah. <laughs> is comparing yourself to a whale. Not in the literal sense, okay, but in the sense let's that go. some people, you know, are like the fish, the plankton that hang out at the top of the ocean, you know, get basked in that sunlight and that's their yeah. life. Yeah. Where others are more in the deep, uncharted territories and... We kind of see things that others don't. And when we're able to bring those parts that others don't see to light, it helps everyone. And, yeah. you know, it's not always easy being in the uh, in the deep. It's not always easy being in the uncharted territory. But I think just simply talking about, like you're saying, is I'm not not good at this. I'm four to 10 like on a good day is yeah. that's a lot of parts in my life too. But I find the more I talk about it, the more honest I am about that. Just the more I bring those things to the front, the more comfortable I am in that uncomfortableness. And I guess the yeah. more willing I am to change. So I love that answer. I think that, you know, that wraps everything up wonderfully. Um, now, Josh, you're a million places. So where can people find you? Follow me on Twitter at JBBrisco without <laughs> at, an E.
1: No E. Yeah. If you follow me there, there's a lot of stuff. And, um, This is this isn't really a fourth uh, point to this to the triangle because it would break triangles. But I also think that having um, you know creative outlets is really important. And so at some point I'm probably I have fifty thousand ideas and none of them currently exist. But you know in anything that I end up doing anywhere I will eventually tweet about. So if you uh, if you want to follow me there I would uh, appreciate it. And also, I would argue that frequently my tweets are better than my uh, my uh, radio and podcast work. So, mm-hmm. you know, at the very least, you'll get some good tweets and occasionally like a GIF or two.
0: There you go. It's a 3D triangle. It's got those four points. That's that you. That's a great point.
1: All right. I yeah. got a sketch. I literally drew a triangle because I thought that <laughs> was uh, worth trying to visualize that way. But now I'm out here <laughs> trying to draw a 3D triangle
0: and I screwed it up. And ma- math class anxiety is back.
1: <laughs> and it's back, baby. math is not one of the points in my triangle
0: (laughs) well josh i really did enjoy this it's been a long time coming thank you so much for coming on Uh, i feel like we have many more conversations in the future and many more hours to fill talking about uh canadian empanadas and, and and as such so thank you so much
1: no thank you for having me and and for again like in part paying for this microphone that i'm using i uh i i probably i'm sure i i'm sure i said thanks a lot on the early days of roughing the kicker to the people who are supporting through patreon but uh i appreciate you not only for that but also for being around this whole trip that i've been on and uh and still being here for it i i owe you um many 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 more podcast appearances um and and i would still probably not pay it back but also i enjoyed this so thank you for having me i really appreciate it
0: uh yeah perfect well uh yeah, I I don't know how to end shows. Like I'm I'm trying to learn. I don't have the buy mom. You gotta so get So I just a thing. kinda like I gotta get a thing. Um so you've been right.
1: listening to you've been listening to the declaration with Ty. Declare, go do some push-ups on Instagram.
0: <laughs> Hot Pockets. Done. There it is!